All right, so if you want to turn in your Bibles to uh, Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 5, and if you're using the green Bible on the way in, it's page 911, so you want to grab one of those on the way in, and the title for today is The Apostles Heal in the Spirit, The Apostles Heal in the Spirit, Acts 5, 12 to 16, and remember, the book of Acts is all about living in victory, no matter what we're facing in the life through faith in Jesus Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can still live in victory no matter what we're going through. And do we need this this theme right now <laughs> in our lives and in our country and in our world, right? And there's, But there's no greater challenge to our faith. It's talking about trials. There's no greater challenge to our faith than when we're in need of healing, when we're in need of healing. Nothing shakes us up more than, than illness, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual illness, nothing shakes us up more. And the strongest saint, the strongest saint can melt when, they're, when we are facing serious health issues and even facing death. doesn't matter how strong we are in the faith, it still can shake us to our core, can it? It definitely can do that, whether it's a serious illness or a serious illness or death. And that's why it's so encouraging and comforting to see that the Holy Spirit has the power to heal us. But there's more to the story. Just wait till I get to the end there. We see his power to heal in the book of Acts today. So we have that assurance that no matter what we're going through, we know that if we're going through, either the Holy Spirit can heal us or he's got a reason for what we're going through. And so we're going to unwind that, okay? unwrap that father we thank you for your word we thank you for the worship we thank you for our graduates and the fruit we're seeing in their lives and lord we just pray now that your spirit would speak to us we are all in need of healing in some way and what whatever your purpose in it is lord i pray that you would make it clear to us today and i pray that if anybody needs the ultimate healing they've never put their faith in jesus christ and given their life to him i pray that today would be that day whether they're live here or they're watching live or watching it you know, this week sometime, I pray that everyone who hears this will put their faith in Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so while a couple of verses, uh, Acts chapter 5, and um, let's see, I think I, okay, Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, verse 12, where it picks up, the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together at Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared to join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. Wow, what a passage. How shadow healing. <laughs> shadow healing. We, we see the Holy Spirit's power to heal in a powerful way here in the book of Acts. And in the Gospels, it started in the Gospels with Jesus, and it goes out all throughout the book of Acts, we see a lot of healing Lots of healing. And then all of a sudden, you start to study church history. If you've done or studied church history, uh, you see that healing after the book of Acts, after the last apostle passed on, which was John. Thank you. I'm listening to my Revelation series. Thank you, uh, John. As soon as that happens, 
healings slow down very gradually and then very quickly. Why? Why is there so much healing in the Gospels and so much healing in the book of Acts? And then church history, we see it slowing down. Well, what is the purpose, the main purpose of healing in the Gospels and the book of Acts? What is its main purpose? To confirm the teaching of Jesus Christ. To confirm that he was really the Son of God. To confirm that his teachings are true. To confirm that if we put our faith in him, that's the whole point of it. To confirm that if we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we will be saved from our sin. We will have a new life in Jesus Christ. And the healings were to confirm that. that to confirm John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life that was the purpose of the miracles okay but by the end of the book of acts the holy spirit had completed most of the new testament canon the old testament canon was already done but the new testament canon was almost completed by the end of the book of acts there was only one book to go Revelation, thank you, thank you. Hint, hint. You know, listen to that Revelation series. Uh, so th- that was that. Most of it had already been completed by the Holy Spirit. In fact, Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen says, "All Scripture is God breathed, and is useful for correcting, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work." All Scripture is God breathed. Every book of the Bible, Old and New. Testament, we call Old New Testament. Every book in God's Word is, is the Holy Spirit has breathed it. It moved through the writers, the, the prophets and the apostles, moved in such a way that, that he conveyed these spiritual truths. Spiritual truths. Okay? So once, now once God's Word was available, once God's Word was available, once it becomes available, that becomes our primary source of the proof of Jesus Christ. Over and over, Jesus said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Old Testament miracles were pretty rare, pretty rare, because they had the Old Testament. Uh, you know, it was written, it was finished. And, and so over and over, God's word, once it becomes available, God's word, Old and New Testament, is God's primary proof that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for our sins, that he rose again, that his teachings and his life, it's all proof of that. That's proof of that. And that's why once the canon was completed, Old and New Testament, once the book of Revelation was written, the canon was completed. Once that happened, the shadow healing stopped. The shadow healing stopped. By uh, God still heals today. He still heals, but not through this apostolic ministry because the apostles aren't here. There's no more apostolic ministry. That ended with the apostles and the canon. And now the Bible teaches that most healing happens through the church. The church in James 5, James 5, 13 through 16, it talks about how God heals primarily now today. Is Verse 13, is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. If Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins 
to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So we see God using the elders of the church and the churches to pray for people. And we've seen many healings here. If you've been around for these 20 years, the amazing healings that we have seen many you know we did the Polsons just talked about Blake a couple weeks ago uh you remember Randall and and, and myself the, the, but but not just those healings many other stories of healings the prayer team prays for people all the time we've seen many many healings every week there's some kind of a praise in the list God still heals many many times okay so we should still pray for healing and faith and trust his purpose in our life. We, whenever we pray, we pray for the healing, but we're also remember to ask for God's will, God's purpose, and God's glory for what we're praying for. We, we always pray for that. And, and I've had people say to me, you lack faith. If you pray for healing, you can't say if it's God's will. You can't say if it's God's glory or God's purpose. You just got to claim it, name it, and claim it. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, and... And they, and I'm, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What did Jesus say in the Lord's Prayer how to pray? Thy will be done. Did Jesus lack faith? Right? Did he lack faith? First uh, John 5:14. First John 5:14. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. It, is, it has to be according to his will. Every prayer we pray should be surrendered to God's will, right? Every prayer. Every prayer should be God, your will, your glory, your purpose. This is what I'm praying for, and this is what I'm hoping for, and this is what I pray in faith, because I know you can do it. But it has to be your will, your purpose, your glory. Uh, I've had some of these word of faith guys really give me a hard time. You just said it, it, if it's your will and you just ruined the prayer, it's not going to work now. Because you know, it's magic, abracadabra, right? And, uh, and I'm like, whoa. And, I, and I've used this so many times. I used, uh, what about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 to 18, when they said, uh, give me the first word, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, uh, replied, to the, replied to him, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from, us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand. But even if he does not, we will still... Even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, this is a different version that I got, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. We know he can do it. We're confident he can do it. We hope he's going to do it. But even if he does not, it doesn't change our faith. That's true biblical faith. And what I tell the word of faith cultists, and it is a cult, I go, that's real faith. That is real faith. God, God's will may be to heal. And that's why we pray in faith and we believe he can and believe he will. We, we, we hope for that, right? Or it could be suffering for a purpose. God accomplishes his purpose through suffering. And the suffering may be lifelong or it may be for a time and then he's going to heal after that. But, but it, it may be a purpose in what someone's going through. 
And if he just God had to heal everything we prayed for, that, that purpose wouldn't be fulfilled. Romans 5, 3 to 5. But uh, Romans 5, 3 to 5, not only so, but we also, we also give thanks. And I'm going to have to look at my other version. We've got a couple of versions popping out here. Not only so, we also rejoice in our suffering because suffering develops perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. I've got the old NIV. I'm not sure what. You know, that's the problem. I've memorized all these old versions and I'm having trouble. Uh, but not only so, we, we rejoice in our suffering because God has a purpose. He's, he's refining us. He's accomplishing his purpose. Also, not only God could heal us, but or he could be wanting to let us go through it so that his, his purpose could be fulfilled, so that his purpose for his glory, uh, or it could be, uh, the suffering, healing, suffering, or it could be a thorn in the flesh. Remember what Paul had? I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Paul gave, uh, God gave Paul a thorn in the flesh, a, a suffering he gave him that we're not sure if it was a physical, spiritual, mental, emotional. We don't know because it could be anything. God did that on purpose. We don't know what that thorn is. But there was a suffering that he went through, and God had a purpose for that suffering, which I'm going to end on a little bit later on. Or it could be our ultimate healing, which is in... Heaven. Sometimes what we're going through, God's not going to heal us on earth. He's going to heal us in heaven. The ultimate healing, the final healing. We're all going to end up, you know, you know we could pray for healing, but sooner or later it's not going to work because God has a purpose. He's going to bring us to heaven, right? And so those are the four things. It's either for our, God's going to heal us. He's going to put us through suffering and refine us. He's going to give us a thorn that's going to keep us dependent on him. We're going to see that in a little bit. Or it could be bringing us to heaven, the ultimate healing. That, that's the key. And we, we have prayed fervently for healing in this church. And sometimes we've seen healing. And sometimes we've seen the other three. And, but I remember sometimes we were so disappointed because someone wasn't healed, but we prayed with the same amount of faith every time. But God has a purpose, a purpose. And sometimes it's healing, and sometimes it's something else. Look what just happened. A lot of us were praying for Nolan Curran in the community with the brain tumor, and he was healed. It's awesome. He has no more tumor. And she says, uh, the mom, Nicole, was saying thank you to the church because I know many of you were praying, and I would tell her we have been praying. But... But we just had the Robert Nag game a couple weeks ago. We prayed for Robert Nag for long and hard, didn't we? And yet God brought him home with the same thing, same brain tumor. We prayed long and hard. But it wasn't God had a purpose. And uh, we probably won't know what that is until we get to heaven, right? A lot of things we won't know. But we trust God. We trust God. And God, this is the three things I'm going to say. God still has the power to heal. We must pray in faith, and we must trust his purpose. God has the power to heal. Same power in the book of Acts is today. But we must pray in faith and trust his purpose. Trust his purpose. And we see the Holy Spirit still heals in powerful ways, although now it's not needed as proof because we have God's word. We have God's word of proof of Jesus Christ now. God's word is the key. But having said that, there are still many places in the world where they don't have a Bible, where if they're caught with a Bible, they're executed. 
Well, you know, they, they take away Bibles. There's still many places in the Bible, some places in the Bible, there's no Bible. And in and, and those places, they don't have God's Word, but you know what we end up, we see more and more? They're experiencing the miracles of the book of Acts. They are seeing that. that what you see in the book of Acts, you see in these other countries, in China and different places. Because, because why? There's no Bible. There's no ready access to the Bible. And these Muslim countries where there's no Bible and very few Christians, people, Muslim, Muslims are having visions of Jesus Christ coming and speaking to them. And they're getting saved, putting their faith in Jesus Christ by a vision. Just like the book of Acts. And then they seek out Christians and they find them and they get grounded. Or, or they're... they're Apostle Paul's in, in these countries. You see people like Paul, they're getting visions that they're going to suffer for Jesus. But God's going to use them, and it happens. It's crazy. But that's because they don't have God's word. And in places of intense persecution, which is increasing all over the world, if you follow the voice of the martyrs and open door ministries and these things you'll see that god we still see god's miraculous power and deliverance over and over god's working powerfully in those places because they're living out the book of acts they're living out the book of acts i believe we're going to see more of this around the world and here in the united states we're going to see that as we get closer to the second coming of jesus christ and as things heat up as we've been seeing in the book of revelation if you've been following along revelation uh if if, if, if we're going to see this i and in the, in the, the revelation series i have one more sermon to go i started back when COVID hit, and uh, I'm 70, 70, I went through Mark 13, Matthew 28, the book of Daniel, and now I'm finishing Revelation, 70 sermons, and, and uh, it, listen, it's, it's, we're, we're walking through this, let me tell you, I, I hope you walk through that too, and if anybody does, there's big money prizes, I'm planning big money prizes, whoever finishes all 70, let me know, because there's big money prizes going to be uh, uh, given out, uh, and and it, it's, 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 uh, it's persecution is coming. It's coming. But so is God's power. So is God's power and anointing. Anointing, which is going to be a witness, a powerful witness. Why? Because we're not going to have Bibles. You're not going to have a cell phone with the verses on it. We're, we're going to need to completely depend on God's power and the Holy Spirit's power, just like here in the book of Acts. In fact, I'll just read you one verse in Joel, in Joel 2.28 and, 30, and 32, says what it's going to be like as we get close to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Verse 28, And afterward I'll pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, for on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the survivors whom the Lord has called. We're going to see this very thing happening as we get closer and closer to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we will need God's healing power. We're going to need it. 
We're going to need his healing power. You know why? Because if you've been following along with what I've been doing, we're not going to be able to buy and sell without the mark of the beast. We're not going to be able to buy and sell. You're not going to be able to go to the doctor. You're not going to be able to get medicine. Think about that. Without this worldwide government mark. Kind of hard to imagine that, isn't it? We need to start depending on God now. We need to start depending on his healing power now. We're going to need, this is how we're going to have to live, just like the book of Acts. We're going to have to live this way. God, and, and I want to say this about doctors, too, before we uh, go any further. Listen, the guy who wrote the book of, of uh, Acts, his name was Luke. Guess what he did? He's a doctor. There's good. It's okay to be a doctor. We need doctors. God uses doctors. He uses doctors and prayer. Hey, that's, God works that way. But, but the thing to remember is as much as we need our doctors and as much as we you know, are praying, the final healer is God. The final healer is the Holy Spirit, right? How do you need healing today? How do you need healing physically, mentally, emotionally today? Will, will you pray for that? Will you allow yourself to be prayed for? Will you ask for that? Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's drugs and alcohol. Uh, we have a prayer team, and they're praying for people all the time. Uh, I don't know if Sean's here. I don't think Sean's here today, but he's watching, I'm sure. Uh, you know, the, the prayer team, you just connect with Sean, and they'll meet, they'll meet you before a Sunday, before church or after church, hang out and pray with you all day. Uh, Wednesday night's prayer. You know, there, anytime there's a, a prayer team available, they pray always available. Um, uh, and and as, we, as you are prayed for and as you pray for healing, whatever your issue is, whatever you're praying for, as you pray and as you're prayed for, it's very important to ask God for, to discern what is God's purpose for my trial? What is his purpose for my trial? What is it? I've been going through that with my eye. My eye's getting closer and closer. But, you know, I've, got, I've been sharing about all the different things that God has showed me, what he wants me to do with the other eye, and learning from that. But, but the whole time, like, God, what is your purpose? What, you know, I prayed for healing, and I believed. You guys prayed for me. I believed it, claimed it, accepted it, you know. But, but hasn't happened completely yet. So that tells me God has a purpose. And that's the issue is what is God's purpose for what we're going through? What is his purpose? Uh, is it healing? Is it suffering? Romans 5, 3 to 5. Does he want me to go through a suffering time to, to take these steps? Uh, not only so, but I also rejoice in our suffering because suffering develops perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. Is he taking me through these steps of suffering? After that, he's going to heal me, or is it, is it ongoing? Is it something I'm going to have to live with? Is it a, is it a thorn? Is it, is it teaching me something else, this, this thorn that God has given me? Uh, Second Corinthians twelve eight to ten with what Paul says with his thorn, powerful powerful passage. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but the Lord said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me." That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, and in persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I believe God has given each of us a thorn in our life, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, 
spiritual. Every one of us, I believe, has a thorn. Something that God uses to break us and to keep us dependent. Dependent on him. You know, Jacob's hip, right? You know, that limp. Something in our life that keeps us dependent so that we remember that God's grace is sufficient and I need God's grace on a daily basis. Or possibly whatever you're going through might be leading to God's ultimate healing. Maybe getting us ready for heaven. And God's going to bring us there for our healing. And once again, I come back to what I said before. And I hope, um, uh, you know, hope you'll just write this down. Remember this. God still has the power to heal. We must pray in faith and trust his purpose. Say it with me. God still has the power to heal. We must pray in faith and trust his purpose. Whatever that is. Maybe you need spiritual healing. Maybe you're battling some kind of stronghold or a temptation in your life. Maybe, maybe you've been saved, but there's still the sanctification. And keep battling for that, too. Keep battling for that. That could be a lifelong process in some area, but keep battling. Uh, we had testimonies last week, right? And uh, I, the person we missed in our testimony time was Linnell. That was the first testimony that I can remember in this church that Linnell Hopewell wasn't there, Right? But he was ringing in my ears. <laughs> Him, his testimony ringing in my ears during that whole time. I like, just could still hear all of his testimonies. But I remember with Linnell, he, you know what he came through. He came through incredible, incredible hurt, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual damage. You shared that many times. And I remember saying to him, especially the last couple of years, I remember saying, Linnell, it's time to get your healing. He's like, why does God still have me here? He had so much physical suffering. I said, Linnell, it's because God wants to finish his work in you. Get your healing. It's great you're saved, but get your healing, his spiritual healing. There was spiritual healing, and that's what he was working on. It was, it was, it was just really touching to see that. But I would say that all of us, get our healing, spiritual, whatever we're going through, get our spiritual healing, whatever it takes, Christian counselor, discipleship, you know, the victory over darkness, search for significance, there's, you know, some, somebody to walk alongside of, but get your healing. And maybe your healing, you, the first part of your healing is salvation. Maybe you're not saved yet. You haven't taken that first step to the ultimate healing by putting your faith in Jesus Christ, giving your life to him. You haven't taken that step yet. That's the starting point. John 3:16. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray. How is God speaking to us? Maybe you're here today or watching this, and you've never received your ultimate healing the heart healing. You've never put your faith in Jesus Christ and had your sins washed away. You've never experienced that victory in Jesus at the cross. Jesus died on the cross to pay for our sin. He gave his blood to wash away our sin. He did it so that we could have a brand new life. Just as he rose from the dead, we can have a brand new resurrected life in Jesus Christ. And we get it through faith. 
by putting our faith in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. A life that starts this very second, the very moment you put your faith in Jesus. Is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about putting your faith in Jesus? You can do that now. Now is the day of salvation. Now. A simple but powerful, life-changing prayer of faith. God, I repent of my sin. I repent of everything in my life that goes against your word and your will and your purpose for my life. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me. Every sin I've ever done, am doing, will do, forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in Jesus. Your one and only Son, Jesus. His death on the cross for me. His resurrection from the dead so that I could have a new life. I put my faith in Him. I give my life to Jesus. If you have prayed that prayer of faith and you have just been healed eternally, healed of the worst possible disease out there. It's called sin. You have been healed and now you are a child of God and the Holy Spirit is living inside of you and has made you a new creation. Please let somebody know you've made that decision to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you have a family member or friend. Maybe you have a, someone at work or someone at school or in your neighborhood. Someone who you know has been praying for you. Let them know so they can be excited for you. And tell me on the way out. If you need someone, tell me. I'll be thrilled. We'll, we'll be excited for you. And we'll encourage you in your new life in Jesus Christ. For those of us who have already put our faith in Jesus, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? How do we need healing today? Physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Will we pray for that healing? Maybe we have prayed for that healing, but the Holy Spirit has shown us that there's a purpose and what hasn't been healed yet. There's a purpose in the suffering. Perseverance, character, and hope. And our prayer today is, God, let me rejoice in my suffering as Paul talked about. Let me, let me embrace it for your good purpose. 
for your glory. Maybe you've prayed for healing and you've learned the suffering lessons and it's still there. And maybe God has been showing us that what we have, maybe it's something no one else even knows we have, but we know we have it. And there's a purpose for that. It's a lifelong purpose to teach us God's grace. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Will we surrender to God's will for that particular thorn that God has given us? Depending on his mercy and grace, letting his power show through us. And maybe somebody hearing this, watching this, even listening here today, is battling for their life. And we've been praying for you, whoever you are. If you've shared it, you know we're praying in faith. But even, even there, maybe God is showing us, showing you, all of us, whatever we're going through, that maybe our ultimate healing is going to come in heaven. Father, I pray that we would all live surrendered lives. We would let your power shine through, Lord, our suffering and struggles, and whether it's for healing or whether it's to uh, show your power in our weakness, whatever the purpose is, Lord, we pray for your will, your glory, your purpose, whatever it is. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.